Welcome back, everybody, to the show that you guys have been waiting for for a week. It is the A Show. I am Justin Davis. I'm back with my partner in crime, Jamil. What's yeah, going what's on? What's up, man? What's going on, man? How how you doing? It's been a wild four days, five days in, in wrestling. Now it's about to be another wild four days in actual real life. Yeah, it's a, it's you know I'm very I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I think Survivor Series put me in the mood. You know the Thanksgiving classic, of course. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm ready for. I'm ready to. I'm coming to terms with considering that this is the first time both uh, my mom and my dad won't be here for Thanksgiving. I'm coming to terms that I'm probably gonna have to make what I eat. Where the fuck? Very, very, where'd they go? My, my mom went on vacation, and my dad also went out of the country. So it's very, you know, it is what it is. They picked the right time. I was very mad at the beginning, and then I <laughs> just was like. I was very angry, and then I realized maybe that's kind of selfish, to be honest with you. But then I was also like, I'm kind of hungry. Like, I, I really don't like, you know, having to do this thing. Especially, like, I don't know. I'm very wishy-washy with this. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to terms with it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm just chicken is thawing. It will be wow. seasoned. <laughs> and we will be moving on with this. I'm very happy. How do you plan on celebrating your Thanksgiving? Um... As you already know, I have no family members out here, so in in California. So, and, and you're in New York. We're on two two opposite sides of, of the world, and we're both dealing with the same thing. I'm not making anything that I eat, but sure. I I will be going to other people's houses that are making the things that I'm going to be eating. So that's like a tradition for me now is being an orphan. You're an orphan too. You're an orphan too. Yeah, but I'm not going to other people's houses. I would. I would. I just don't. I don't feel comfortable yet. I don't feel comfortable doing <laughs> the whole. I don't feel comfortable yet. It's a, it's a, it's a situation. You can't you eat everybody's what? greens. You can't eat everybody's greens. I don't feel comfortable taking. I was like, yo, let me try myself, and if it's whack, I'll, I'll bother other people. That's a. I'm not a cook by trade. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I seen a picture of you on your Instagram story a couple days ago. It looked like you had a war wound. <laughs> Oh my god, bro! I was making this is terrible. I was making burgers, and <laughs> don't ask me why I put oil in it. I just put I put a little bit of oil in it just so you know it doesn't stick to the pan and everything like that. Um, I was rushing too much. I just decided I'm not gonna thaw these burgers. I don't do the whole I ground meat and pour in my hand. I just get frozen shit because wow. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm, Fair enough. That's who I am. Fair enough. That's who, that's who I am. It was a frozen, it's a nice turkey burger. It's not like, it's not like the cheap, shitty kind. It's very, like, it's a good, it's a good turkey burger. I put it on, it was already frozen. Oil splashed up, splashed all over my arm. I have a couple holes in my arm. Um, yeah, and they're now starting to heal. Accident. I am very afraid for where you live at because if that is any indication, then their Thanksgiving is going to be very, very tragic. I'll be fine. I think I'll be fine. Sure. I've made food before. That's I've definitely made. That's food. famous last I've, word. Famous last words is I've made food before. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've made food before. I've meal prepped before. This should be just like meal prepping on like at least ten, a ten. Attend. All right. Uh, I, I hope that, that you're safe. And I hope everybody else listening is going to be safe this week. Uh, but before we get to that and your Thanksgiving festivities, this will actually be coming out the day after. So you'll probably be full 
from all your Thanksgiving stuff, and we'll you'll finally get our rundown of the past week in wrestling. It's actually a slow slow down week here, where we actually get a, a break from actually from having so many shows and shit like that. So we're gonna start Even off. Even though we had literally had like four shows this week, four <laughs> shows in a row this week. But um, we'll, we'll start off with with our no holds bar segment, where we'll actually be going over the the weekend shows. But before we get to that, there's a a, a new report that came out today that we'll start off with today, um, about Finn Balor. And uh, his current status uh, on the main roster. Um, I don't know if anyone's seen this report, but it's come out on. I have not seen this report. I was like, you, you gave it to me in the rundown, and I was just like, huh? What? Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing it now. I'm running through it now. Shout out to the good people at, you know, ESPN. I don't know. They don't pay us. I'm not going to say which website. ESPN. <laughs> it was ESPN. Um, and uh, allegedly, uh, contrary to the, uh, basically a lot of reports saying that that was that it was going to happen, Finn Balor isn't going to have a match in January at Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar. It was originally supposed to happen around this time, uh, around TLC time, where he was going to face Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title. A lot of plans have changed, and apparently, we have a little bit more context as to why this week. Uh, allegedly, they see him as uh, a new age Dolph Ziggler, where he'll have a great series of matches but no reward atop the card or faith from the office um a source close to the person who wrote this says that wwe creative relayed that um mcmahon sees vince mcmahon sees balor as bland when he's not portraying the demon character and they need to put some life into his character um they also say that he is visibly showing a lack of confidence and they are very adverse to putting him with, uh, say, Luke Gallows or Carl Anderson. And, uh, yeah, there, there are not a lot of options for Finn at the top of the card in the next couple of months. Uh, how do you feel about that? I don't know if I believe it entirely. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I don't as, either. As thorough, I, I'm like 60. As, I'm 60, 40 on that, honestly. As thorough as it is, as thorough as it is very thorough like it's a news report there's like comparisons and like contrary statements and all this other stuff i'm just i'm just breezing through this real quickly this is my first time seeing this um i don't necessarily think i believe it just because i feel like on one half i could see it because finn balor compared most people on the roster that they tend to like it's a very smaller guy and Vince isn't but he has a big personality well he has a big persona at least a big uh, presence that he can um, bring to the main roster uh, but I don't know I just can't see that he's just being held back I see it sometimes uh, I, I think they're stop and start with him more than anything and I think you probably and noticed he, that too yeah They'll they'll give him a big win. They'll give him a big win. Then they'll take it away like the night after. And to me, it feels more like a test than them actually thinking that he, or actually thinking he's in a doghouse or or trying to punish him or anything like that. I think his his injury really set him back more than a lot of people really want to admit. Yeah, I think um, initially the injury it, it was kind of a hard reset, and it wasn't just an injury of just like hey he's gonna be out a couple of weeks. He was out a number of months right after he debuted so they're already trying to figure out what they're going to do with him and then he's out so he becomes he's essentially out of plans he's out of the priority he's not really doing any much of anything when he came back it was very they didn't have anything for him he came back he was well ready to come back a month before mania which i guess should be a sign as well because i feel like if he was ready for mania 
they would have put him on Mania in some sort of capacity, but they opted not to. Be like, we don't have any plans for you, you know. But I think they could have essentially either threw him in the Battle Royal or, you know, something along those lines. Um, and then or shown up. Or shown up. Because, I mean, if you remember on that card, the Hardy Boys just appeared. I mean, Finn Balor yeah, could have made the same appearance. 100%. 100%. He could have been on that card. Um, I think... I think they're definitely not using him to his full potential, and they're definitely holding back on him. They're it, definitely like, okay, we're not sure what we can get totally, or what necessarily we can do with him. Um, and if you remember, maybe, if you remember a conversation that we had uh, a couple episodes ago, where, where I actually argued that he was like the number two face on the show next to Braun Strowman and I mean I really still believe that I, I think his positioning in Survivor Series which we'll get to in a second proves that I think he's number two but he's still a distant number two like oh. it's a very distant um you can see from how they've been doing Braun and everything like that it's still a very distant number two but it's still number two nonetheless um but I could easily see someone moving up that's but they're not really doing much with him. Like they're, he's been in this feud. He's been in this feud with Bray Wyatt, which was just I feel like just a placeholder. It's like, hey, let's do something with him. Oh, let's put Bray Wyatt. He's a monster. He's a demon. This is you know the, the eater of worlds. It'll be great. It'll at least do that. And then that sort of fell through. Now Bray kills everybody. Bray right? kills yeah. everyone. There's no feud that Bray Wyatt will ever be in where someone will come out looking good, whether they win or lose, and he loses all of his feuds. Like the, he looks, it's almost like feuding with uh, Al Snow. Well, actually, Al Snow's more over than fucking Bray. Like I have no comparison to this guy. Where someone will completely kill you if you do a program with them. Like it's set Finn back almost three to four months at this point. Now, at this point, do you think maybe he has a better shot if he, you know, something along those lines? Is that if he does, if he does what? Your mind at all? If he does what? If he turns heel. Um, a lot of people are, are trying to, to say pull the trigger on the heel turn. I know that that worked for people. It worked for like Edge. It worked for CM Punk. I don't know if Finn is a great enough talker to carry a heel role. Like you got to be a good talker and a good worker to be a heel. But we've seen. I think we've seen people in the past sort of rise to the occasion. I think th- that was previously known of AJ Styles as like great worker that talking you know he gets from a to b but he's not a talker that can hold his own right. and i think that heel turn he came in on or at least he turned to during the john cena thing really helped him cultivate same with daniel bryan when he won the world championship and became a heel he learned how to sort of be able to speak in front of people and get people to hate him maybe that's the sort of experience i, I tend to think it's, it's worked a lot with people in the past i don't know if you immediately want to jump to it um but it's at least an option to me. It's something to look into. Well, if they, if they want to do that, they should start sowing the seeds now. Um, I think Raw is a very top-heavy show with heels. I think someone's going to have to flip really soon. But as I as I've been saying, I think 2018 is a make-or-break year for Finn Balor, who'll be coming up on his first WrestleMania. Uh, it'll be it'll be his first Royal Rumble. It'll be his first for a lot of things, and I think that at this point it'll be two years coming up next summer. So he something needs to happen, and I hope that it does happen. But uh, that I mean that story just broke today, and 
Finn Balor already responded on on Twitter. He posted a couple pictures. One of the pictures saying basically disputing that he was over uh, with the fans, showing a picture of him with the fans doing his his arm gesture when his, on his entrance, and another one with him uh, with Roman Reigns in like a uh, some sort of like a shoulder lock saying uh, I'm over or, or it's saying Balor Club forever, but he had the words O V E R um, capitalized. So yeah, he reacted. He definitely reacted. So we'll see. Wait, maybe that's him saying the rumors are bullshit, and maybe we should just wait and see. But um, we're gonna get into last week's shows. Did you? You got a chance to watch everything, right? Of course, I watched everything live. I didn't watch anything again. We're gonna go through everything live. We're just gonna do straight thoughts from all these shows. Um, first up, we're gonna go with NXT Takeover, which happened on Saturday. Um, a spectacular show. I think it was slightly better than or Survivor Series uh, for the weekend. Um, what was your standouts from NXT Takeover? No doubt, it had to be Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black. Um, now, I I talked last week in my predictions that I expected a lot of theatrics in this match just because I didn't know where Velveteen was at in terms of his progression in the ring. Um, so I imagine that both are fairly large characters. We'd see a, a fair amount of theatrics, and we did, especially in the beginning of the match. But man, I didn't know that Velveteen would pull that out in that sort of moment. I know they've been working with each other, but I I know he's a he's a huge wrestling fan, but I didn't think he had that in him. Yeah, I um, just from the entrances alone again and, and again I say like Alistair Black has one of the best entrances of in the whole company. I I don't think I'll ever get old uh, that'll ever get old for me seeing it, but um I called it right before he came out that Velveteen would pull off the 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 cover of his tights and he'd have Alistair Black's face on it so like when it when it finally did it I popped huge because I was like I this is something that naturally had to happen I didn't know the Rick Rude thing would go further than that he actually did the Rude Awakening he did all of Rick Rude's taunts he did a lot of stuff but I think what was biggest to me was the callbacks to the actual story you had them both doing the Alistair Black sit and then you had Alistair Black do the Velveteen Dreams crawl on the, on the ring and then you had the, the rope tie up spot and then you had a lot of the things that called back to how this whole thing started and i thought that was tremendous i think the match itself um puts velveteen in another class because this could have easily been a sort of something that was um that this could have easily been something that would end up similar to adam rose where he could have just been a gimmick and not really something that was sort of major. This said, like, hey, he can hold himself in the ring. This is what, like, elevated Triple H from Paul, you know, Paul Levesque to Hunter Hearst Hemsley. Yeah. Just being able to go in the ring and being able to hold it down and show that sort of intensity in the ring. That you're not just a character or you're not just a gimmick. You're just a full package. Right. So it was a good, it was a, it was a good show for Velveteen Dream. Uh, I think that you, more than that, and I, and I mean, I'm, I'm we're clearly gushing over this match. It's clearly that was my match of the weekend. I think I think I, it edged out AJ and Brock for me. Um, I think more than that, this isn't a takeaway from 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 uh, Alistair Black at all. He is a star. I think he's next. He, I mean, he's definitely out of there as soon as possible. But um, just the the fact that these two played so well off of each other, it put them like you said in, in another tier. Definitely, Velveteen Dream. He's he's title bound in 2018. I don't I don't think there's any question about that. We'll have to wait and see. I don't I, think there's a I, question I, about that. Um, how did you feel about the War Games match? 
Actually, before uh, we get to that, before we get to that, let's get to the women's match and Ember Moon finally winning the, the belt. How did you feel about that? Um, I wasn't particularly thrilled. I think I really expected Payne Royce. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But I understand. I think what they do with the women's belt is give it to the person who they believe deserves it the most. Which is, you know, it's a strategy <laughs> of booking your company. It's like, hey, the person who deserves it definitely should get it. And I think she's worked hard. This felt more, to me, uh, very delayed in terms of just, like, I, it felt like, I think I would have appreciated Peyton <clears throat> Royce winning it and then Ember Moon winning it after. Because it felt, it didn't have the thrill of the chase that it had with Ember Moon over the summer or over the spring with Asuka. And to me, at least, when Asuka presented her the belt, I know that was supposed to be sort of a passing of the torch, but it felt more kind of like... It was it was too much that Asuka was there and knowing that she could not beat Asuka and Asuka pretty much handing over the belt, saying like, hey, this is yours now. Sorry you couldn't beat me, but, you know, now you awful. finally got it, right, by I, beating... I thought, that's, I thought that part was awful. I thought that the booking of that is even worse, where it's like she couldn't get the belt at any time when Asuka was there. In fact, none of these women could. But, but as soon as she left, that's when you get the belt. And, and I, I think, like, it's a shoe-in for when Ember goes up to the main roster. Like, that feud with Asuka, that's going to be something that they pencil in immediately when she gets there. Um, and I think, but like, she's in, she's intricately mixed and, and she's intricately tied to Asuka forever, whether she wants to right. be or not, because of that but feud. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't see big plans for Ember Moon on the main roster, just to be honest with you. Um, I, I mean, she could probably develop as a character and that things could change. But as of right now, I just don't, I don't see what she could contribute to the main roster except as a solid worker. Um, I don't see them doing. Pro- I don't know. Maybe she has maybe to develop a character. She has to develop because the thing is, like you and I, and, and we've had we had this argument three or four times. We just had it this morning. We see a lot with Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah. Like, they could go very far. Their heels. They can talk. They can wrestle. They're really good hands in the ring. They've developed their characters in a way that Ember Moon hasn't. In which case, like Ember Moon has gone from like vampire werewolf to anime person that wears color contacts all the time. Like we, they, she has no character whatsoever. Right, and I think when she gets into the ring with someone with noticeably more character, a Peyton Royce, a Bianca Belair, It'll make she's her look going bad. to get booed. Yep, she's, <laughs> she's going to look really bad. Uh, so, we'll, I mean, we'll see. I think I th- I think Peyton is the natural feud for her coming out of this, uh, going into Philadelphia in January. So we'll see what happens and how she can develop that with, I guess, a heel chasing it. I have no clue what they're doing with Kyrie saying. I'm imagining they're going to hold that off until New Orleans. We'll see. But I, yeah, I have no idea in terms of Kyrie saying. I don't know. The women's division in NXT is so, I guess, so fresh. They they hit the hard reset by you know calling up everybody this week. Talk about later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that part later. Um. So, so I feel like we're gonna get a lot of May Young Classic females now in contention for this belt as well. And I can't wait. I mean, obviously, you'll you'll have your Abby Lace. You'll have your Bianca Belair. Obviously, Mercedes Martinez has already debuted on, on the main NXT show. So we'll be seeing a lot more people um, coming up. Uh, the NXT title match, uh, just real quickly, what would you feel about that? A pleasant surprise. 
surprised. I was very surprised that they actually gave it to him because I always felt that um, I didn't felt like Almas was a true challenger. I thought he was no a one did. challenger. No one did. No one thought he was going to win that on Saturday. Nobody. But then again, I never felt like Drew McIntyre was a true champion either. Right. <laughs> it was kind of weird um, because I always felt like, especially when Adam Cole came in, it's just like it's only a matter of time. And... I never felt it's not that Drew McIntyre didn't deserve it, but I think he doesn't need to be in NXT. I think it's cool for him. It's it's a good story, but in terms of just like being someone as like an opposition to the undisputed era, I think he's huge and probably could demolish them in terms of just like size. It looks pretty. I, large faces, they're gonna get chopped down eventually. I think he he should be on the main roster, and I think that's I really what think so. I think that's what was planned. I mean, obviously the 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 title um, loss was obviously planned. His injury was not, and um, he yes. he was injured at the end of the match. He had a bicep injury that we were, that was confirmed. We don't know how long he will be out. Um, which sucks, obviously, um, because he is a tremendous talent. I've actually, I liked his in-ring stuff. I didn't really like a lot I love of his, his in-ring stuff. His in-ring stuff in NXT was really, really good. Didn't really like his character in NXT. I think if they do bring him up, I think you might have said this. They need to make him a heel, like just going up. Period. I think, I think him and Roman would tear the house down. He's got a very small head. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's just very. It's just so. It's like a lot of hair. Very small head. Huge. Just body and I don't know it's, the proportions are weird but yes I do believe him and Roman could probably tear the house down um, and, like, and then uh, going into the War Games match you were, you were you kind of had like a kind of weird weird reaction to that when I asked earlier but I thought it was a really good match uh, it was really really long I'll probably never go back and watch that again it's for no. for for a match that just had the War Games uh, title in name only and not, and not even in the rules I thought that it it made it did a really good job of um, separating itself and making making the NXT version its own thing I agree I agree that it definitely made NXT version its own thing which I think it should do I don't I think it's a new era we shouldn't totally replicate it. The rules then were, aren't the same rules that they did now. Um, the people are different. The, the pacing is different. The storytelling is a little bit different. Um, I didn't like how long this match really went. And <laughs> you knew it was going to be at least 40 minutes. You had to know it was going to be 40 the minutes. the rules and that it was just... I felt in terms of how the match was plotted out, there wasn't a lot of pinfalls going in the match, which blows my mind considering it's like a one-fall match. And it's like anybody can win at any time. And at some point, like, I'd say probably for like 60% of the match, all of the competitors were in one ring all at the same time. And the other ring was just to the side and no one in there or someone resting or, so, you know, or fucking Alexander Wolf getting his head, you know, plastered back together or something <laughs> along those lines. But... I felt like it wasn't a seamless match. I don't think it told it told the story in terms of un, undisputed era, and I guess it put those characters over. But I don't think it fully told the story of like the real like. Well, it told the story of Roddy too. Roddy and Cole obviously was the story of that match with um, with Killian Dane being the only story that Sanity really had. 
I think Killian, yeah. Killian Dane and Roddy were my two MVPs. I think obviously this was a match to put to put Cole over, and it did. I think it it def, it finally defined a character that since he debuted in August, I've been trying to figure out what it was, and the role is clearly what it really was in his ROH uh, his ROH days as being the the really slimy shit heel that kind of runs away all the time, and that's what he did for most of the match. He was at the top of the cage for I want to say five minutes before he was finally brought down. And then there was one spot that I that I really liked um, that I feel like Shawn Michaels or somebody might have had their hands on when they do a, a a Tower of Doom on two different rings. And then Adam Cole is in the middle and he just has this shit eating grin and he's just like laughing like I, I did it. I outsmarted everybody while he lets his his homeboys get their asses beat for 40 minutes. And then he finally picks up the win at the end by um, giving Eric Young a shining wizard. And then he, he sells like he's been hurt, like he's been wrestling for, with everyone for the, for the past 40 minutes. And I thought that was a great touch. I, I, and the commentary actually sold Adam Cole really well as far as saying, you know, Adam Cole is the guy who the, who we who we thought he was. We thought this is this is the guy. He is a star. They, then they started kind of selling it around the last five minutes. And I think this is really just a showcase to show him that he is going to be if if Almas is the top heel in the show Adam Cole is like the 1B right now and those are the two top heels right there I think it was a very creative match and I'll give it to all nine competitors in that match it was very creative with the spots with everything I just the pacing just kind of threw everything off just the fact that it went so long with very few pinfalls, very few near falls, yeah. very few people, um, just like very segmented interaction between people. It's like, oh, here are these two spots now, and now we're going to do these spots, and now transition to these spots. And the transitions were just, they weren't seamless. They were just like, okay, we're doing this spot now, and now we have to do this spot, and now we have to do this spot. It was kind of, that's what took away from the match for me. I felt like I was, I felt like everything was a little bit too clustery. Everything was too complicated. I went in with no expectations. I wasn't really completely sold on this War Games match. I think they should probably... I think less is more with this match. Maybe next time they do it, they should sort of scale it back. It's impossible It's impossible to do that. I mean, you, obviously, you can't have less teams. This is just the way that it works. And it's impossible for you to make the match shorter because from the outset you know the match doesn't start to the 15 minute mark period and they tried to cut as much as they could by giving it three minute intervals and it still made i still think they got it down to where the last 15 minutes was just completely chaotic when sanity got into the ring but i do agree that they can do something with the storytelling to tell more sides of a story because i think they're going to bring this back next year for sure but um yeah yeah go ahead but I, that was my thoughts on the match. Yeah, yeah I, I think it did. I think it did what it what it was supposed to do. And and I think coming out of this, I know a lot of people are thinking that it will be Cole and Almas coming out of it. I I'm not a big fan of the heel versus heel thing. I don't think NXT will do that. I think and I think they're going to wrap up Cole and Roddy and finally give uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish the tag titles um, in Philly. And I think that Almas and Bear with me because I, I, I think the only way I see for, for this to happen or it's not the only way, but the only thing that I see for this person is the title. And I, I think it's going to be almost an Aleister Black. See that. I go 100% see that. Actually, if they decide, hey, we're going to go in on this Philly pay-per-view or is it Philly? It's Philly. Um, Royal Rumble, yeah, we're going to this Philly pay per view with two huge main events. I can one hundred percent see that. Hey, um, and I think you Roddy, take Roddy I, and Cole is a good blood feud. Yeah, 
I think you put it. I think you put. Uh, I think you put them in a gimmick like a Philly street fight or something like that for for those two at Takeover. And then, and this might be controversial too. I think you have Almas beat Black for the in in, in the streak. Yeah, I think it's time. It's, or at least I'm not a fan of freaks in the WWE anyway. That's the unless you're Oscar. Oscar's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of streaks either. I think Asuka's streak is a part of her character at this point, and that's why no one else should have a streak, in my opinion. And I think that um, people are missing the fact that uh, Almas actually beat Drew's. In four, you know, he was the first person to ever beat Drew and beat his undefeated streak. I think you play into the fact, which they've actually started mentioning, that Aleister Black is undefeated. You play into that fact, and you play into the fact that Almas is the guy who can beat guys that haven't been beaten. So you, you do Especially that. Especially with Zelina Vega in his corner. Oh, she's great. Who's, yeah, it was essentially turned his character around. Like the fact that, you know, he was opening to take over Brooklyn and now he's like the champion in less than, what, three months? Yep. It's like you have that factor going to it as well. Yep. And I, th- I, I think that that's really where you go with TakeOver. I would, I would be excited for that show. I think that's a stacked show as it is. And I, th- I think NXT is really going up in 2018. Uh, and as we go into Survivor Series, which is longer than the recap that we had for TakeOver just now, four or five hour show. What did you feel about Survivor Series? What did you feel about it as a whole? Um, I, I honestly think that this was a show that started off, to me, really, really strong. And then the five fifteen minutes completely fucked everything. I, th- I, the, the show to me was on pace to beat Takeover, and then they just fucked it all up. Uh, there's so much. I mean, they made me hate this type of thing. I love. <laughs> I would love interpromotional matches, but they made me hate this one just because of that scoreboard. It was so. It made the it, scoreboard that they never announced until the night of the show. Yeah, that we're keeping score. So now it's like, oh, we're gonna definitely tie, or it, it just makes one. It just makes one brand look way worse going out than it than it should be. They should just be matches, standalone matches. Um, of course, you can reference that. Hey, we've won more matches, but I don't think it's something that you like. We're blaringly like we're three for three. We're in overtime. Like and now it's a Survivor Series match, and they'll decide who wins. Then you have to pay put matches, certain matches in certain orders, and all this other stuff. And, and then we'll. Get to that, and we'll get to that when we get to uh, to Raw and SmackDown for this week because the scoreboard essentially didn't mean shit. Like less than yeah. twenty four hours later, um, what did you feel about the the ending? I know a lot of people hated it. I think it was pretty much unanimous on every, pretty much every newsletter and, and wrestling podcast that I listened to that it was a unanimously hated finish for Survivor Series. And I I agree. It was a bad finish. Uh, in case any, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone knows by now. Triple H, Triple H'd, and he pretty much ruined the he ruined the ending of Survivor Series. It's it's crazy. How, it's crazy how someone who has done so much good in his own on his own promotion could fuck up another promotion so badly. He wasn't when you. I don't think him and Kurt Angle was needed in this match. Um, I think you could have accomplished the same thing whether one of them was out the match, even with Shane McMahon. But I'm not sure what the long story the long the long story is for Shane McMahon in terms of is this part of the story of him getting his sort of comeuppance or at least getting told like you know hey this is what you did. We'll get to that on now, SmackDown. We'll get to that on SmackDown because they started building that overall, on SmackDown. Overall, the end of the match, it was so 
It was confusing. I've never seen a crowd. I've never seen a crowd completely go silent like they did on Sunday. They went completely silent when Triple H turned on Kurt. We we lost all the up and comers, which was wild. They looked like like, idiots. They looked like fucking idiots. We got down the final people who ended up on the SmackDown team were Shane McMahon, John Cena, and Randy Orton, who I think could have gone on a good run, but John Cena was eliminated by Kurt Angle for some reason. Like Randy Orton with was help eliminated. with help from uh, in the doghouse Finn Balor he had help from from the guy that's in the doghouse by the way Randy Orton was eliminated by who was he eliminated by he was eliminated by uh, he was eliminated by Braun Strowman uh, it was Braun yeah and then Kurt Angle is eliminated by due to Triple H which made no sense so Triple H does this like feigning he's feigning turning on. Kurt Angle to help Shane, which makes no sense because this is exactly <laughs> what we were against. Like her, 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 his wife is completely against this. So he feigns turning on him and then turns back on Kurt just so he can get him out the match and then turns back on Shane. And it's just like, what are we doing? It's just so he can win the match, so he can have the glory overbooked. of winning the match. But what is the point of winning this match? Like, what was the point of winning it? The, like uh, it was Angle to set up his job. His it, job is still intact. It was to set up Triple H as the new hot heel that we're going to be building matches against um, Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle and fucking Jason Jordan and everybody on Raw. That was what it was setting up everything as. It makes me wonder because, or at least makes me. I feel it makes me wonder simply because. We have the now we have these sort of interbrand struggles between general manager and commissioner. We have it on Raw with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and Kurt Angle, and then we have on SmackDown with the disagreements between Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. But you know who's the subsidiary character in all? Like Kurt Angle, and it's just all confusing. The fact that I'm like, it's just all confusing. It's I just dumb. want I want to hone back in. It sucked. It just sucked. It does suck. Everything just sucked. I think the only... I think there were great matches. I I think New Day... The more I I dwell on it and I watched it again, I think New Day and Shield was was a really good match. Um, It's probably my top three of of the night. Uh, I I thought Charlotte and Alexa... I'm a little bit... I'm higher on that than I was the night of also because I think I was was just tired. I think it was just tired after that match started, when when that match started of of the show, period. I think Charlotte and Alexa were... It was weirdly... Very brutal. Yeah. And it was a good back and forth match. No one thought it would be a back and forth match, but I think it put Alexa Bliss in a different light. And it was very, very brutal. I like how they did it. I like how they slowed it down and they made it really intense out of all probably the the Raw versus SmackDown matches. As good as the tag team match was, I probably favored this more because it seemed like both of them really, really, really wanted it. Like they were beating the mess out of each other. Uh, and, and then, I mean, speaking of beating the mess out of each other, uh, AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, which I don't think anybody will disagree, is one of the best matches uh, of the weekend and, and could be one of the best matches in the last couple of months. Who Did you think that AJ was going to pull this out of Brock? Yes, depending on... I think Brock Lesnar has a respect for AJ Styles, or at least Paul Heyman has a respect for AJ Styles, which just goes through Brock Lesnar. Um, but I think, you know, Brock Lesnar, a former New, New Japan, right? New Japan yeah. champion, um, or IWGP. IWGP, there you go. What a new... And I'm, I'm so, I'm so Japanese. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
they're both champions in Japan. They're both world champions in the United States. They like uh, they obviously they're both four years old. They both <laughs> have, like a certain amount of respect for one another. I think it's a really really good. It was really good back and forth. I'm glad Brock Lesnar was so giving to AJ Styles because he didn't have to. Super giving. Point, was, and, yeah, and then he like really didn't have to. When you think about the first five minutes of that match, I thought it was going to be a complete wash. I was like, oh man, this is Cena Lesnar all over again. And then AJ starts to come back, and it's like Brock let AJ put him in the in the calf crusher. He took his finisher a lot of times. Brock was made to look kind of, you know, weak. Not weak, but he, he was made to look like he, you know, could, was taking all this offense. And then he, the, the AJ had actually hurt him. And I think that actually got. I think AJ is more over now than he has been 100%. since. He's so over now. He like just listening to the reaction he got on fucking SmackDown on Tuesday. He is over. 100%. He's over as hell, and and I think we called this um, a week ago, where it's like you don't drop the title to someone else when you know that AJ is going to come back after that match on Sunday as the most over person on SmackDown, and I think he's finally achieved that. Like AJ is the guy now on SmackDown, and I think that that's what they achieved more than anything. I mean, the guy had Brock Lesnar limping back to the locker room and selling for him, and he doesn't do that for anybody. It's it's, it's usually. Open, open and shut case for him. But it, this was a really, really good match. Um, I advise everyone to go back and watch it. It's really, really good back and forth. AJ Styles finds his opening. He sticks with it. He manages to daze the champion. He get, takes advantage of all of that. So he gets, you know, he squirms out of certain, you know, finishes, and then you know he tries to put him away. But of course, Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar, and you know that's the end of the match. And while it seems simple on paper, it was really, really well executed. Yep, uh, I completely agree. I think that and uh, Velveteen and Black were my favorite matches of the weekend. Um, but we're going to go right into Raw. We're going to go into straight thoughts from Raw. Um, my first point is, and, and I guess I'll start off on this. Um, where the hell are they going with this Triple H thing? Um, the beginning of the show, they had Triple H come out. He said nothing for 15 minutes. And they had three people come out and challenge him to matches. And then he disappeared for the rest of the show. Kurt Angle comes out and says he'll beat his ass. Jason Jordan comes out and says he'll beat his ass. And then Braun Strowman comes out and says he'll beat his ass. Triple H is not going to be on the show every single week. He just finessed all of us. I don't think he's going to be on again. I don't think he's going to be on again. He's not. He's not. He's not going to be on. during football season and come back after. He's not going to be back until January, which we already know. We full well know. And it looks like they're setting up for either Triple H and Braun or Angle at Royal Rumble or at WrestleMania, which hurts both of those guys, honestly. Um, I don't think Triple H is taking two losses. So I think he'll probably split the two and he'll probably either beat Kurt and then um, lose to Braun on, at Mania and then Braun will be uh, stuck and lost in purgatory like Seth Rollins was this year. And then that, that'll, that'll fucking hurt him. Like Triple H programs are kind of like Bray Wyatt programs. They don't help anybody. I'm wondering no. what the fuck they were thinking with this. There's going to be there's going to reach a point in that Triple H program, especially if he has one with Braun Strowman, where he completely emasculates Braun Strowman. Yep. That's sledgehammer shots. He's bleeding. He's over. He's injured. He's on the ground. He can't wake up, and it's just like. But just remember, I'm Triple H. I'm the King of Kings. I'm the cerebral assassin. He's got to always do that. That's kind of what happened on um, at Sunday night of Survivor Series. I have no idea where this Triple H thing is going. I don't necessarily like it. I have not been paying attention to it too much um, because it didn't. I guess it didn't. You know, live outside of the show, outside of the top of the show. Yeah. Now, you know. 
now Kane is back for whatever reason, which I completely forgot. In one week, I forgot that he was put through a ring. <laughs> I, I, I wish he stayed there, but like, like you like you said, like Triple H and Stephanie only showed up for that first 15 minutes, did not come back, did not show up again. Um, but I will we I will say that I, I agree with you. I dislike it. I guess we'll have to see what happens on Monday. I do not foresee Triple H being there. I do foresee Stephanie being there, however. Um, they have a very long time to go before Royal Rumble, and they have a lot they of matches. They need to get their comeuppance. It just needs to be known that they're going to get their comeuppance. That's not going to happen. Really what it, Neil, just, just it's not going to happen. But it's like you book them as such. They're strong authority figures. There's nothing that can hinder them until Vince McMahon comes out. That's really the final law. He was like, okay, he's law. Like, if they, were, if Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon were somehow on the same level, I get it. A co-GM, something along those lines, co-commissioner instead of general manager and commissioner. But you really have nothing that can stop him. Kurt Angle can't really do anything unless he quits. Um so we'll see how that goes. Um, but speaking of people who did come back and who did appear and had a lot to say uh, this week, Paige returned on Raw, um, and she brought two friends with her. Those friends were Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville from NXT. Um, I thought it was a very awkward entrance, by the way, because she just came out during the middle of a match. Yeah. And I was like, this could have been staged a little bit better. I think they uh, should have done it before the match started. That would have been way crazier if they did it before the match actually started. Right. Or at least have her attack during the match or something. I don't know. She just came out and started talking. And I was like, what is she on about? I'm glad she's back. But it's like you're interrupting a like you're interrupting a match. and not really. Do- that, I, mean, I don't get the point. That's really small because. She got she got the craziest pop of the weekend, I think, to me. One hundred percent. I mean, she, Paige is back. I think everyone was anticipating Paige for Sunday. Yeah, that. I think and, everyone was anticipating her for SmackDown too. Yeah, and, and I mean, this made more sense than that. Uh, way more sense. They uh, the three girls, uh, Paige that that being Paige, uh, Mandy, and Sonya went down and beat the living shit out of so- Sasha Banks, uh, Bailey. I think Mickey James got some, and Alicia Fox like ran away. And this was uh, during a match that would determine who would be going against Alexa Bliss uh, next. Um, Really good beatdown angle. We'll get we'll get to what happens on SmackDown later. Uh, really effective though. I think everyone coming out of the match, everybody's talking uh, talking about that and another thing that we're going to get to in just a second. But um, how did you feel about or what do you feel about the women's division with Paige back in it? Where, where do you think this leaves Sasha and Bailey um, and Asuka and, and everybody else? I feel like as much as stale as it was, which the the reports were saying that they were called up because Vince McMahon felt both divisions were stale, which was 100% right. But they also don't use even half of the women at the same time if there's a one-on-one feud going on. So bringing in more, I'm not really sure if I see the complete point, point behind that, even though I think Paige, Mandy, and Sonya are one entity. So maybe they'll work together and maybe they'll... But bringing Paige onto the roster, I think it just improves just to, it improves the roster mentally. Uh-huh. She's a, she's huge. She's a former Divas champion. She has yet to become women's champion. Um, she came back in a dominating fashion. She has two subordinates who can take all the, you know, the brunt pain. of the, yeah, all the, all the, the, the comebacks. Um, I and think it opens the door for something that can happen later. I, I, it opens the door for more programs and more programs that, that have less to do with just the title revolving around it. Um, I, I think just the natural feud out of this is um, is Paige and Alexa and Sonya and Mandy versus uh, Sasha and Bailey. Um, 
Poor, poor though. Poor those two though. I, I, I <laughs> poor those two. Poor uh, Sasha and Bailey. They're be, they've already been pretty much fucking replaced. Um, I, I don't blame them. What we've been waiting for a very long time. I want to say for almost a year for a Sasha Banks turn, and it has not happened yet. Are you still in favor of that turn, or are you just like you're cool with where she's at right now? Uh, she's kind of just like been just. She's coasting. She's coasting. She's yeah. like I'm popular. I know it. Um, I don't really have to do much besides win and show up. I don't know. Sasha Banks is her best as a bad, bad person. She's not her best as a face to me, I, even though she's doing well. She's doing enough. But I, she's doing no. Nah, she's doing well. I'll give her. She's. Doing I don't well, think she's doing enough. Like, I don't think she's doing enough at all. I think as a babyface, her promos are awful. I think that as a babyface, her 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 offense has stagnated since. I am all in favor of a turn as long as it makes sense. I think naturally coming out of this, you're gonna want to flip Alexa pretty soon. I think that that's definitely gonna happen with Paige being the new top heel in, in that faction. I don't know where Nia fits in. I don't know if you flip her, but you're gonna have to flip a couple people now to make room for Sasha being a, a heel, just because of her presence as a heel should be a big deal. Um, I think Alexa is gonna be the one who's trying to face. I don't know. It's it's weird because I've been noticing she's she's lost a bit. Of, I don't know if this is a you know this this correlates with essentially what she is, but I realize she's lost a little bit of weight um, and she's just lighter. And usually when people become when people turn heels, they tend to bulk up a little bit, and then when people, you know, faces, they turn lighter. Maybe that's a hysterical. I mean, it's it's for it, I mean, it's for offense because she she stopped doing a lot of the flippy shit, and, right. and I think obviously, you're, I mean, you're right. She she would have to do that in order to. Yeah, to, she's a little bit leaner. This yeah, is, this is not leaner. this is not a big thing to notice, but she's definitely a little bit leaner. She's I leaner. That Survivor but series. you also got to notice that she's on the downturn, and that that could be part of the story too of her basically losing a lot. She's been losing a lot, and she's she lost to Charlotte, and that's the part of the downturn. I think she's ripe for Paige to beat her at Royal Rumble. I think that would that's a natural progression, and I think you bring Oscar up. I think because I mean honestly, Oscar is other than Survivor Series, she's in her own world. I think you give her a feud against maybe Nia. For the next couple yeah. of months, and then it's, it's, she, Naya's one hundred percent the next one. It's obvious she's going through people who she has history with, yeah. just because they're comfortable in the ring and they want her to show. They want to essentially show her pretty well. So I think an Oscar Nia Jax view. That's probably for Royal Rumble. Yeah, and and then coming out of that, you you take them right to Mania with Paige. I think Paige versus Oscar's money. I think that's a money match right there. I think it's a good match. I don't know money. Don't have. Think, how about you? Don't, how about you don't have Paige lose? Match. How, how about you don't have Paige lose until then, and then you have two streaks against each other, mm. and then you have Oscar, and then you have Oscar win. She and then you have it be. She hasn't lost since she came back. Oscar hasn't lost since she's debuted. You get what I'm saying? One hundred percent. I think that would be that would be a but great. But you also came up with a concept. What what if Oscar loses? What if Paige is the person? What if this becomes the NWO thing where Mandy shows up with like you know a taser, a taser, <laughs> and just takes down Oscar and I'm, ruins her entire life. I'm not mad at it. I I, I've, I I as soon as she showed up, I called it. I looked at it. I saw it. I said she's gonna be the one to be Oscar, and I think I I don't think that it'd be a bad thing. I don't think it'll be a bad thing either. Um, um, the, I think the last huge thing on on Raw that happened, uh, your your boy lost the Intercontinental Championship. 
uh, to Roman Reigns, who is now a Grand Slam champion. I, I have no clue how they even considered that, but that, that happened. Well, how do you feel about that? He won the U.S. IC. It's a new Grand Slam. It's like you got to win the world. You got to win both secondary championships and a tag team championship. Wait, did Roman win the Universal? He, Roman won the Universal, right? He won the WWE. But he's never been a Universal. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So shout out to the philanthropy of The Miz. Just doing what's, you know, <laughs> giving. He's so giving, especially when he's like, hey, I'm going to do a movie. You know, I don't need the belt this time. Last time they had him do the movie, he kept the belt. He was like, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's do what's best for the company. I know Roman needs to rub right now. Uh, <laughs> let's hand him over the belt, you know? M- it Miz makes is, him look good. Miz is on, a, on a, a sort of a downturn as well, don't you think? Yeah, but he always takes breaks at the right time. Like, there's always a movie or something yeah like there's always a movie there's always a show there's always something he always takes breaks at a certain time and i believe they just announced the new i think they announced the new marine today i think yeah he's in the new marine that will also feature Shawn michaels and becky lynch i don't know how that happened oh wow Um, but this marine six so he's good on that he's he's been all over the press as of late because he's promoting the new champs versus stars on mtv um he's on the champs versus stars every week so he's really one of the most what He's song. one of the most hardest working <laughs> people in the WWE. Is like all right. We we could know, go. We take, could go a whole hour on this. I just don't want to talk about the Miz anymore. I will he say takes this. A break at the right time. I'll say it was a good main event. Though. Do do you think he gets the rematch before or after Royal Rumble? I don't know when that starts shooting, but I think they purposely gave Roman the belt to keep him out of the Royal Rumble or to keep him from winning it this year. If it's straight to DVD, I couldn't imagine them filming for more than six weeks, <laughs> um, just for the budget of the actual thing. So I think he'll be back by Royal Rumble. All right, maybe so, a special surprise entrant. Well, I mean, I think the, I, I mean, I think the rematch is going to happen at the Rumble. That's why I think they're going to keep. That's why I think they're going to keep Roman away from the Rumble this year. Mm, what? Could you see anyone? This is the opportunity where they took it off the Miz and you're able to give the rub to someone else. Could you see anyone else holding the Intercontinental Championship? In beating Roman, Finn, um, Finn. Could, Finn could do it realistically. Joe. Joe could do it realistically. I think those are my top two choices because those are the those are the next guys down from Miz. But um, I I do you do you agree that you think that giving him the title gives him like another month and a half, two months, so that he doesn't have to be the focal point of the show, and that they can start building this Brock match without him winning the Royal Rumble? I honestly think maybe he gets. Wouldn't it be crazy if it was Universal Champion versus Intercontinental Champion? That'd be the, that'd be the stupidest thing I've ever seen. They don't need they don't even need the they don't even need the Universal belt. That's one hundred percent true. Brock does. But I don't. I don't Brock know. doesn't have an opponent at Royal Rumble. Also, by the way. Yeah, I think it would make Roman look strong. Oh my god! <laughs> make Roman look strong. Listen, back flashback to the Ultimate Warrior, um, Wrestle Hulk Hogan match at WrestleMania. Flashback to Seth Rollins versus John Cena match, the amazing match at SummerSlam a few years ago. Seth didn't need that either. Seth, Seth didn't need that either. I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going that direction. I think this is a mis- I think this is a misdirection because they they want Roman to have that last title, and I think they do want to give somebody a rub. And um, I think it might be one of those guys that we said. And I think that they also want to. I, I, I think we both agree that SmackDown is winning the Rumble again, right? They always win. They always win. And we won't have that. We won't have that fuckery of last year where, where Randy forfeited his, his Rumble. Like that whole shit, that's not happening this year. 
this is weird because I don't have Rumble in like I don't have Rumble or the related NXT in like my peripheral right now. Like I don't have it there because I don't know what's going on. It's Mania everything season. Is, it's Mania season. Every, yeah, but everything <laughs> is so stupid though. Like, every nothing is making sense. So it's throwing me off. It's like what can they do? Like. <sighs> Uh, I'm just I'm hopeful I'm hopeful Let's get to Smackdown uh, Okay Alright Well Smackdown happened and, and I think I've been wanting to get to this For a second <laughs> Um, What Shane McMahon's Bewildering opening promo Also What the fuck Was the point of Survivor Series Um, Shane comes out And he basically says hey, Survivor Series We prove that we aren't the B show We prove that we are the show On Raw Kurt Angle says Smackdown proved That they're not the B show But we prove that we are the show what the fuck was the point of Survivor Series? I don't know. I think both writing teams don't watch each other's shows because literally the same thing happened. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, was a, it, was a, it was a pretty similar opening promo. I would like to see more between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. I don't know why Shane McMahon... When, when Shane McMahon left in the middle of the night, I thought there was chicanery going on. And, and never have I seen a grown man make putting one arm... One book bag arm over his shoulder <laughs> make look so uncool. But why did he leave? Why did he? Why did he leave? I don't know. <laughs> he picked up his bag off screen, just like he just picked up a bag. I was like, where did he get that? Um, he just picked up a bag and left. He was like, I'm like, you're running the show. Where are you going? And it's not like SmackDown doesn't have a pay per view in three weeks. Like they yeah, can, they can progress. Like, they can progress the story. Forty five minutes from over. Yeah, it's like it doesn't. Then, he booked a match and said, you know what, I'm out of here. I will say that I, the ongoing storyline with Brian and Shane is probably the most compelling storyline um, next to the one with KO and Sammy. Do you think a Brian heel turn is in the works? I, and and I, I, I think there, it's coming up because and it's just weird how these shows mirror each other. When the, when the heel authority figure shows up, that's when SmackDown needs to get a heel authority figure. I don't want to turn Brian. I don't think they should. I can see... Shane McMahon being, I think the negligence of Shane McMahon um, with Survivor Series and everything leads to him being sort of forced off the show. And it leaves Daniel Bryan in charge, and he sort of wants to change everything. And then, I don't know, some reason Shane McMahon comes back. So I could see it leading to a Daniel Bryan turn. Um, not so blatantly. Right. Very more subtle. I don't think we've had any sort of long strokes in this thing yet. All we've had is talk. Like, we need to talk about this decision you make. I don't support this decision you make. Something along those lines. But nothing has really occurred where it's just like, you're wrong. Um, Daniel Bryan hasn't come out vocally against Shane. So I don't know what's really going on. I think we could see a heel turn. I could also see, like, well I, well, I mean... Something of the similar happened. There has to be sort of change in power, at least. We're, we're going, I mean, to, to that effect... I think... To that effect, uh, we had more call-ups from the women's division on SmackDown. And this will lead back into Brian after after we get through this part. But um, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. This is the most controversial call-up of the week, I must say. I, I think from anything that happened, this is the most controversial topic. Bar none this week. They appeared and they pretty much did the same exact thing that Paige uh, and her group did on, on Raw, which was beat up the whole women's division. They beat up Charlotte. They beat up Natalia. They beat the fuck out of Becky. They beat up Naomi. They, they just took them all out. 
and they made their presence known. Exact same thing. I think this really took away from the 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 this took away from how important the page return was to me. Did they? The quick side note: Did they send Becky to Marine like to the Marine? Yeah, like they they, they wrote her off. Bad. Yeah, they wrote her off. They wrote her off. I, I looked I, at it as that when I saw it this morning. They wrote her off. I think. Um, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of silly. I don't know. I don't want to argue about who was called up. I feel like <laughs> I think a lot of people we argue about who was called up. I would have preferred Peyton Ross and Billy Kay, but I understand why they weren't called up. Nonetheless, I think I need to see the motivations of these three because NXT These six. Solely, these six. Hold on, these six. These six. They did the exact same thing on Raw. <laughs> I need to see the motivation because NXT, you could see it with Raw and Paige and Mandy Rose and Sonya just because tough enough. Um, I guess Paige can sort of use that. I have no idea what Liv, besides NXT, what Liv, Ruby, and Sarah Logan have sort of what link, what common link they have. I don't know what brings them together. I don't know what makes them a team. Um, is it just the NXT you know, banner? Is it just... But what really, especially all three, three of them who were faces before and now they're turned heel, what really drives them together? It kind of looks, it, it looks as makeshift as it is, um, but th- I'm interested. I'm at least interested. I think they, uh, and again, we're not arguing this. We, we, me and you have been through this personally and group chat publicly. Um, I, I... Honestly, don't I, and I, I really don't care who it is. I don't care who gets, yeah, who gets called up. I don't care who it is. I, I will agree on, on your end that there were better choices. There was a better choice, rather, but that would have only carried one show, and they can't be on both shows. And they needed they needed all those guys more than this Raw SmackDown needed these these girls like more than anybody. SmackDown definitely needs them. They needed these girls. I don't think Raw really needed anybody but Paige. Maybe I would have said Mandy Rose because she's been in development for so long. But um, right after that, after the de- they debut, um, Daniel Bryan gets asked, did you know, like basically something to the effect of how, what are your thoughts about the NXT women? And he says, no comment. Where is this leading? Uh, a revolution, maybe. An R revolution. Uh, no, no clue. I hope it's a revolution. I don't know. The, 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 the booking has been so spotty. It could end up being a Shane McMahon idea. I have no idea. <laughs> but, but like... I, I don't know where the, where it's going. I, I hope next week it gets clear, gets clarified a little bit more. It's actually the only storyline I, I care about. To be clear, can they just have a week where things make sense? Like obviously we've watched a prior week and we have a story that we're sticking to. And I think they have a broad story they're sticking to, but they don't have a figured it out. Like the ending of SmackDown was so weird because it said, "Hey, you know what? You know what's gonna happen next week?" And instead of something big, it's like Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton. I'm like, you didn't need to do that at the end of SmackDown. Like, and and no, and, and the main event of SmackDown was a lumberjack match between Sami Zayn and and, Kel- and and let me side note here: Sami Zayn is fucking tremendous as a heel so far. I think he's been doing great every week um, against the New Day for I guess punishment for them running in and trying to disrupt Survivor Series. Again, I ask. Why the fuck would anyone who's who was not in that match give a shit about what Sammy and KO did? I have no idea. Loyalty. Why? Why did? Why did Bobby Roode? Why did Bobby Roode care? He was eliminated already before he before they even came out. Not only that, their running didn't work. No one got eliminated because of that running. I don't know. 
trash. It was ridiculous. But yes, like you said, they 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 teased all all show that Sammy and KO were supposed to be fired at the end. They don't get fired. Of course, I mean, obviously, we, I think we all expected there to be some fuckery going on. There was no fuckery. They were not fired, and then we're going into next week with Ke- with the only one and not well, two announced matches, and we're going to get to that second one in just a second. But the first shout one out is, to Randy Orton getting the night off. Shout out to Randy Orton saying no "fuck this shit." <laughs> he said "fuck this shit." I'm going home. It's Thanksgiving. I'm a star, bro. I'm not doing right. it. <laughs> but um, what are your quick thoughts on Bludgeon Brothers? Uh, I'm I'm whatever on them. I don't care. I'm really whatever. I really don't give a shit. All right. Be All right. Next I up. Don't, I don't give a shit about Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> next point is uh, AJ. And this is this will be our last point on SmackDown. Um, AJ Styles and Vin and Jinder Mahal was confirmed for Clash of Champions. I think we we called this weeks ago that this was going to happen. We just didn't expect that AJ would have the title now. Um, he did. He, cut, he comes out and cuts a really good promo. Uh, the Singh brothers attack him. Jinder uh, fumbles a promo for about one minute before he gets to his point. Um, what what do you think about this? Like, do I, I'm nervous. I don't know why I should be nervous because I don't think it's gonna happen. They're keeping this belt on AJ, right? I would say so. Yeah, I say all directions point to them doing that. Just giving them the belt, that performance against Brock Lesnar, um, them changing essentially the show because it was originally Gender versus AJ Styles it's supposed to be this week on SmackDown. Yeah. They've changed the show, so now it's that Clash of Champions, which may have been to give AJ Styles rest, pretty much. Um, From getting that ass beat. You're right. So I think it's a, I think it's a solid. I think AJ Styles is pretty much keeping it. I'm not. I'm not sold on the gender. I think they've pulled back on gender a lot. It's a, not even a focal point of any show. A whole lot. A whole lot. And again. I completely forgot that he was going to show up on on SmackDown, of course. And he shows up and I'm like, can we just get to the next guy for AJ? Like, I'm I'm so like, I'm done with this program. I'm done with any gender program at this point. I think he would be a great secondary heel. He'd be awesome. The, He'd be awesome. You put him in the main event sometimes. But I think generally just the stage is too... It's too high of a stage for him, and he's not up to it. But I think, like, people were accurately, like, oh, he fits in this U.S. title scene. Like, he should be U.S. champion. Like, it would make sense completely if he was U.S. champion. It'd be great. But, I, I think he'd be do- a dope U.S. champion. It looks like from the ending of SmackDown, the next the next few we get for that is Bobby Roode and um, Baron Corbin until, at least until... Um, the AJ Jinder program is done, but I think that I don't I th- even like that. I think that Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal would be a really boring little feud that takes up time on SmackDown. That'd be great. Just go- take the title off Baron, though, please. Just get it to Jinder as fast as possible. I think, uh, yeah, it, it's gonna happen. I, I think so. It's gonna happen. I don't know the the way both shows are to me have just been sort of confusing, and I think the Survivor Series really derailed everything. Um, in terms of what matters and what doesn't matter, I think the Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn story went completely off the rails because of Survivor Series, because it makes Shane McMahon look bad. Um, and it may, it added friction to Daniel Bryan and, 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 and Shane McMahon, and who knows if they'll actually follow up on that friction. I think it, it, it just ruined so many things. The Usos, we're not sure if they're heels or faces. They're heels on SmackDown, but they're essentially faces at Survivor Series. Yeah. So we're not fully sure what goes on I think there. they're faces. I think they're faces. They, they wouldn't have done a WWE shop commercial if they were like, 
any serious like big time tag team heels. I think they're setting up Bludgeon Brothers and um and Shelton and Gable to be those guys. I think I don't know. They it's showed respect very, to they 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 had a YouTube a little YouTube exclusive where New Day and and, and the Usos at the backstage of Survivor Series were they were like chummy they were friends so I don't think that the Usos the New are, Day, right. yeah they they're not they're not heels anymore not for sure not they're not heels anymore but uh, that that was SmackDown that was Raw that was a long four or five days of shows in all do you think that Survivor Series weekend was a success for the WWE? No. <laughs> financially maybe success and just no not even financially like takeover wasn't sold out oh yeah it definitely wasn't (laughs) (laughs) um i think i just think i'd say it was if you judge it if you judge it on the sum of its parts i think as a whole there was a more there was more good on on the weekend than there was bad there the the thing is the bad was just so big that it almost overshadows what was good about it i think survivor series has some really good matches most of the show i mean i don't think most of survivor series is bad the the main show no the bad is like in terms of leaking out onto the raw and smackdown it was most of that show so there's a lot of things that don't make sense i'm willing to give them a couple weeks to see if they get back on track and they sort of realign everything because I think Survivor Series just threw everything out of whack so I'm hoping that they'll eventually like get back on track with everything I know AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal, they're back on track with that, um, the women's match is a little bit more up in the air, we're probably going to get a tag team match at Clash of, well I don't know Clash of Champion, every championship has to be online so we'll probably get I don't know Charlotte versus Natalia. Yeah, we're gonna we definitely getting we're getting Charlotte and Natty again. Um, also weird, no Carmelo on the show. Also on Tuesday. I don't know what they think with Carmelo. Ever since ever since the sh- she lost Ellsworth, she's been coming out to literal crickets. No one cares. I don't know what they think. She's back to where know. she was. She's back to where she was before she had Ellsworth, and that's very spooky, especially for someone who's supposed to be winning the title. And and that's even weirder. That's even weirder too, because you have these, you have all these women come in, then you're about to have a heel champion with heel, with heel factions that are in the, the the brand. I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll make sense. It'll make sense. I hope it makes It'll sense. Make sense uh, I, I hope it makes It'll sense. It'll all make sense. But that that was I a full week. So. Mills is saying he doesn't think it was a success. I think if you look at it from the sum of his parts. I think Survivor Series Weekend was success, but I do know what will be successful. That is always our show, The A-Show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Mills, for joining me. I really hope you don't burn your house down. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know what to think anymore. Like, everything kind of stinks. All right, so wait. Can we can we talk about a few just two points just two quick points two points um, two quick uh, go ahead I have all the time in the world two quick points um, Hideo Tommy's debuting oh shit I don't watch two five live so yeah you're right he did he is I 100 don't either but Hideo Tommy's debuting and he's debuting on two five live probably a year ago he might have gotten if he didn't get injured he would have been on the main roster for sure but now he's gonna be on two five live I don't know if this is I feel like this boxes in his full potential. Like what, what, was so his, what was his what was his full five. what was his full potential, Mills? That you I saw so that you more. saw that you saw in NXT. Right. I don't think he's had a. I don't think I think he's had one good NXT match. But I 
feel like it's not that he can't have. It's not like he can't have good matches, though. I I don't like, think the thing is a lot of the, the reasons why I don't think very highly of him are out of his control. They he just he got passed over. That's all. I think two hundred five is perfect for him. He's not the same guy. Uh, you're probably right. He's not the same Kenta. He's not the same Kenta that he was in in uh, Noah. He wasn't the same guy when he got to NXT. When he, as soon as he got there, I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think we can all agree that he was probably going to get that title before he got injured the first time. But maybe the main roster works for him in that he gets more reps. I feel like everything in NXT has been very stop and start and stop and go. But that's He's not because really of him. Full, I know, I know. I 100% agree. It's because of himself. It's, it's, it's been the injuries. But everything has been sort of start, stop and start. Whereas if he has full momentum at his side, maybe it works in his favor that he's consistently having these good matches. He consistently builds a rapport with the crowd. He consistently goes out and starts killing it. And then maybe people see him in a different light. I think he's had a lot of... He's had an unfortunate NXT run in terms of just like on and off, on and off. He's never had a consistent run, so who knows what this might bring for him? Well, well, the, well I won't, I won't write out that he could be there when the title encodes the main roster. We'll, we'll have to see. His deal is up pretty soon, so I think they looked at this as we have to do something with him before it's over, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. I, I think it's great have him be the one to beat Enzo, and then bring up some more people to two hundred five live and let some of those other dorks go. What, the, if, what if he doesn't beat Enzo? I think he will. Um, and then the other one was, have you heard that Money in the Bank is a co-branded pay-per-view now? Yes, uh, the, the new pay-per-view schedule came out a couple of hours ago. Um, there are now five co-branded pay-per-views and Money in the Bank is one of them. I, for one, think that that is a great idea. The big five now. I think it's a good idea. I think... Um, will they have a women? I, I, th- I think that makes the whole the whole show a bunch of ladder matches, though, which kind of scares me. Because there will be a women's it, ladder match and there's going to be men's ladder matches. I think it's going to be... I think they're going to do interpromotional money in the bank. Oh, you're I right. I think that's what we're going for. I think you're that's right. what we're going for. Like That'd be tight. Interpromotional money in the bank. There's one bank winner. When, on, on either show... Maybe he could. Maybe he shows up on Raw, or maybe he's just like you can defend it on either. You can um, win it on either show, whichever one you show up to. If you decide to drive into SmackDown one day, or or stay for Raw, or something along those lines now after pay per view. Now I don't think they'll make it that complicated, but I do think they will do. Or it. maybe just like for your respective brand. Here you go. Yeah, I think they will do that. Um, I, I like the other one though. That'd be that. <laughs> that's definitely interesting. I think that they. Um, this shows how how important they they choose money in the bank um and or how how important they view it as rather and right. i mean it is an important I think it's a thing. good summer show i think we needed one um because between wrestlemania and SummerSlam is so long and so much stuff that doesn't matter yeah happens, yeah happens is so much filler that we sort of needed one because now it's a good like okay middle of the summer or start kicking off of the summer we have a hot pay-per-view and you maybe you even add an extra nxt takeover to that weekend oh it's in chicago um, for sure they're gonna get an nxt chicago too um and then what's strange about this new schedule is that smackdown has less pay-per-views than raw <laughs> so raw is getting five pay-per-views and smackdown is only getting four and raw gets a pay-per-view before SummerSlam and after SummerSlam, and smackdown does not have a pay-per-view until hell in a cell between the months of march between may 27th and september 30th oh my so god so there's no 
it's, it's really bad. It's terrible for SmackDown, honestly. Unless I, they start doing like really big SmackDown shows. I think you. I think you have to do the big SmackDown shows, like a Great American Bash or like a, a you know, t- Fall Brawl or something like that. Like start bringing some of these WCW names back. Like yeah, maybe a little Cyber Sunday action. Who knows? Cyber Cyber two, Cyber Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday. Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> let's bring back let's bring back great balls of fire like what why do they why do they let that one go you know why no i don't no it was actually it was actually a great pay-per-view that was a great pay-per-view it was a great pay-per-view <laughs> the name though like really didn't um what, what was on that show what it was it was braun and samoa joe, joe and brock Lesnar. which is a good match braun Strowman. i want to say and roman the, did, is that the one where Braun ambulance. Strowman died? Yeah, it's the ambulance match, I think. Yes. Um, we had... Oh, what happened on the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view? There was another the really good match. of the year. That was, a, that was another really good match. I think Dean and uh, Dean was involved in something on that. Let's see. I'm looking at it now. Um, we had... We had Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. Big Cass versus Enzo Amore. That's where it all started. Yep. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys in a 30 minute Iron Man that was weird oh we had Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss which was a really good match before they got counted out yeah <laughs> it was really good it was really good um, we had Braun Strowman Roman Reigns ambulance match we had The Miz versus Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar with Paul versus Paul Heyman really solid show so I think it was a solid Actually, um, what what? R.I.P. Great balls. What, what are your what is your picks for uh or your show rather? Since it's gonna be a long weekend for everybody, what's your sh- what's your show of the week or your your match of the week? Match of the week, uh, random match. Let's see, let's see what I can pull out my brain. Um, so many matches over. All right, do you have one? Because I, I gotta think. Uh, I I I tell everybody to just go back and watch um, Takeover from last weekend and also watch Survivor Series 2003. Ooh, what happened on 2003? Not three. Was it three? Oh, or was it two? Or was it two? I think it's Survivor Series 2002. That's, that's the one with the Elimination Chamber. It's 2002. Yes, 2002. Yeah, yes, watch 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 Survivor I, I Series 2002. To that Bruce Pitchard podcast. And I've been listening to that too, and I've been watching it along with with listening to it, and that's a great fucking pay per view. Watch that. I want to say, I want to say, all right, I want to pick something with women because I feel like we've got a lot of women that came up this week. Um, There's a great women's match on Survivor Series uh, 2002. Oh, right. There is one. I don't want to pick that one. You <laughs> picked the entire show. You picked the entire show. Let's, uh, I want to pick, um, I'm going to pick, shit, I don't know what I'm going to pick. Um, Let's go with, gosh, fuck, I'm sorry. Um, you don't even know. I wanna, you don't even know. I wanna, I'm trying to pick, do I want to do Attitude Era? I think I want to do Attitude Era. This is a really hot match between, all right, so this doesn't, this is really the first women's main event on Raw history, but they don't count it because The Rock and Triple H were all up in the match. So there's, a, there's Stephanie McMahon versus Lita. It's on Raw in 2000, where Lita wins the Women's Championship for the first time. And everything goes right in this match, but none of it's for the women. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's popping for Triple H. The Rock is the, the special guest referee. Um, I think 
Lita was very, very much over. So that's what I'm going to give it to. I'm going to say Lita was so over in this match. Um, and I think it was during a time where Lita was pretty much the most over person in Team Extreme. Um, more than Jeff? I don't know about that. I'll argue with more you. More than Jeff. <laughs> Listen, argue. people went up for Lita, bro. This is August 21st. It's the Raw before SummerSlam. Um where Lita versus Stephanie McMahon with The Rock as the referee, and then eventually led to that triple threat match between The Rock, Kurt Angle, and Triple H. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a mark for The Rock, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't get that, but yeah. I could pick another one. No, it's fine. It's completely fine. You should pick a you show. Sure? Is it you should pick a show. A whole show? It's okay. a long weekend. Oh, my God. Whole, all right, all right. I got this. I got this. The if I'm gonna pick a show, I'm gonna pick an arbitrary raw. Okay. Go ahead. Don't 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 laugh at me for this. All right. So it's the last raw of 2003. It features in the main event. It features in the main event. Shawn Michaels challenging Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship, and it has that cool finish where everyone where um, the referee gets bumped out. So Eric, Eric Bischoff comes in as the referee. And he counts down Shawn Michaels. I'm I'm spoiling the entire match. Shawn Michaels super kicks Triple H and then lays on top of him. And Eric Bischoff counts it and then awards it to Triple H. Because both of their shoulders were down at the same time. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a great match. Go back and watch it anyway. It's a fantastic main event to the end of 2003. I feel like it ruined everyone's, like, match of the year for 2003 because it literally came December 29th. But, you know, watch it. You get some holiday cheer. I don't know. All right, there you go. There goes our picks for for match of the week, show of the week. Uh, again, this is sorry been, for being so over the place with it, but I'm really I'm I'm someone who picks off a whim. I pick off a feeling and emotion. I don't pick off. A I do it too, and I do it with way less with way less thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I, these picks matter to me. I don't know if you know this. Oh shut! I'm trying, to, I'm trying to I'm trying to pick something that not everybody like. Like I could pick the obvious, like oh my god, let's do Bailey versus Sasha at Brooklyn. Yeah, you're I gonna, but you else. point, but you point us to a Stephanie fucking McMahon match. All right, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon had a all right, another great Stephanie McMahon match. No Way Out 2001 versus Trish Stratus. Fantastic match. Don't sleep on it. The, there you go. You now you got three middling two to three star matches. There you, you go, can guys. Watch no Way Out 2001 too. That had Triple H versus Stone Cold in the three, three stages of hell, which I didn't think that was all that good. One of the weirdest—I didn't think it's that good either—and one of the weirdest matches ever because it's like it's like Stone Cold was like, "Okay, you can beat me now, but you got to beat me by mistake, and then I'm just gonna go get the belt anyway." Fuck you. Yeah, I, I think it's so weird. We gotta I we gotta like talk about Austin's uh, run at the top. I think Austin might be worse oh. than Triple H at the top. Mm-hmm. We do that next week. We can do that next week for sure. I want to. I want to talk about how Austin really fucking held a lot of people down, and no one believes it. Let's do that next week. We'll do that I'm, next I'm, week. I'm in full support of next week. We'll, we'll do that next. We'll talk about the. We'll talk about Steve Austin's run at the top. Um, and 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 my conspiracy theory, and I and I and I, I assume that Mills agrees with me as well. So I'll, I'll pull up some matches and, and shit like that that, that kind of proves what I'm saying. But uh, I'll do research for this too. Yeah. <laughs> 
We'll compare we'll, notes. We'll go full something to wrestle with on this. Yeah, we'll, we'll compare notes. Well, I'll I'll hit up Conrad. He follows me on, on Twitter. I'll hit up Conrad and, and see if he can he can validate some of this shit and and have Bruce Pritchard uh basically tell us to fuck off like Dave Meltzer. But um, thanks you thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Um, for for the A show, I'm signing off. Meals, thank you for for being here. Yeah, thank you guys for listening in. We'll be back next week. Peace. Stay tuned.